Welcome, everybody, to Around the Diamond, presented by Inside the Natural State. This is Steve, your host, joined tonight by my co-host, Kevin Bohannon. How are you doing today, Kevin? Doing good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. I'm saying tonight, like we're recording this thing since I kind of jacked it up last night. Hey, it was a good practice run. (laughs) It was. I recorded the whole thing and then put it on my computer, and I'm talking to myself. There you go. So, good times. Good times, man. Well, I'm excited. You excited about doing this this, this new podcast, talking baseball, and then getting some previews out every week? Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, we're 26 hours away from first pitch, and the state is just bubbling right now. I think the excitement level is at the highest it's ever been for – you know, Arkansas baseball as a whole, and like we've always talked about, it starts from the Razorbacks down. So uh, a lot of the other schools in state and you know high schools are benefiting from that as well. A lot of excitement for baseball right now. I'm excited. Like we got to go up to Omaha a few years ago and and, and enjoy that experience. My birthday is the end of June, so the the final series always falls right on my birthday. So I've wanted to go years and years. Every year I'm like, okay, if the Hogs make that final series, I'm going. And finally, two years ago, we went, and man. It was an absolute, the ending sucked, but it was an absolute blast. Yeah, it was a trip that a lot of people from Arkansas took, you know. Yeah. Articles being put out in the paper that, you know, Arkansas can be your second team if the Nebraskans would adopt us. And since Dave Van Horn was from up there, made his first two trips to the College World Series. So a lot of Arkansas fans went up there, and we'll travel again this year. So oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not worried about that. It'll, it'll turn into bomb north. It, it's crazy. We put in our – I put in my order this year for the books, for the tickets, just because – it, from an investment standpoint, like people that don't realize it, yeah, the amount of money, it. it's insane. I mean, even if, even if, like if Arkansas with that, like that series, the number of people, I remember we sat next to a girl who, who waited or she got in her, she waited in the GA line. She sold her two tickets that were in the section right next to the left field bleachers where we were, that was reserved seatings. She sold them for like 600 bucks a piece and then spent $12 on GA seats yeah, and came to set with us. Pay, pays for your hotel and yeah. some food for the rest of the week if you can stay up there the whole week, which is what a lot of people do. They plan their vacations around that. It's uh, kind of like going to Mecca. You know, Schedule your vacations around that and then stay for one or two weeks, and hopefully your team is still around at the end. Yeah, it was a good – It's it's a, and it's a first-class uh, setup. The it really whole thing is. is run extremely well. It's – it's really cool. We had, like I said, we had a really, really good time. So yeah, Omaha's a really neat city. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a chance to go up there, it's really short drive from Lincoln, which is where we stayed. We were up there for a baseball tournament, actually. Yeah, and it just stayed in too. We got to see them play Texas. Was actually next in the suite next to Roger Clemens, so it was really a joy to watch them uh, beat up on the Longhorns. Oh, I bet. Yeah, we weren't up there for that. We just went for the final series, but it was cool. It was a good, good trip. So we'll move into it, man. Get this thing going. Uh, so Arkansas opens, uh, we, we need to make sure everybody surely by now, or by the time this podcast gets out, everybody knows that uh, start first pitch has been moved up to two o'clock on Friday, uh, due to some cold weather moving in. I know, uh, some traffic issues and such up there this morning. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, Eastern Illinois comes to town to open the season for a second year in a row. What can we expect this weekend? Yeah. One thing we're going to look at each week is kind of get to know the team, get to know the opponent for the series that they're playing. I know we got midweek games as well, uh, but starting out with Eastern Illinois, uh, getting to know the Panthers. They're led by skipper Jason Anderson. They're in the Ohio Valley conference. They finished seventh last year with a record of 26 and 30. They were picked eighth in the preseason poll by their coaches and they had one player that was on the preseason all-OVC team. That's third baseman Christian Pena. He hit in the sixth hole last year. will probably be in the 
two or three hole for the Panthers this season. Uh, he plays third base for them. He hit 381 last year. Uh, sophomore outfielder Grant Emmy, he hit 349, had 14 stolen bases. Uh, they're led by their senior catcher, really solid defensively. Ryan Nurshield hit 335, had 36 runs scored. Usually their cleanup batter. Uh, very good receiver, handles the pitching staff very well. They have a two way guy and senior pitcher, Alex Stevenson. He also plays outfield. Uh, he's six foot 185, had five saves in 14 games, 1.61 ERA, and a little over 22 innings pitched. Uh, but he really held hitters in check last year they only hit 114 against him uh the weekend rotation that the Razorbacks will probably see this weekend Will Klein is going to be the Friday night guy he was a reliever last year had a really good summer in the Northwoods League uh he'll run it up there to 95 96 will sit in the mid 90s so the Razorback hitters will be tested early on he's six foot 225 and then they're going to throw a Juco lefty uh it's kind of a soft throw a crafty lefty in the second game Trevor Nicholson and then Foster Anschutz is a 6'4 215 lefty who led the Panthers in wins last year at seven and two uh his ERA was a little bit higher at 6.15 uh but he had 11 starts returned some experience and he did actually throw in the third game last year that the Razorbacks had to score in the bottom of the ninth to pull that one out for the sweep uh but they hit 295 as a team last year and they hit 56 home runs but they did lose a lot of power Steve so averaging a little over six runs a game they're not going to be long ball hitters this season they'll be more gap to gap potentially some opportunistic baseball, which a lot of people call small ball. So they're going to manufacture runs. They're not going to be, you know, relying on the long ball as much this season. You got to think with our pitching staff and in the, in the setup, and we'll listen to a little bit of what Van Horn had to say about how they're going to start the year off. But, you know, a small ball team, that's got to play right into what we want to do defensively with guys in the middle, like, like, uh, like, uh, um, um, I'm going blank. Casey like and Casey Robert. and yeah. Robert. And then of course, Opus behind the plate. So, um, I figure that that ought to play right into the way Arkansas wants to play defensively. It really this, is. This and when you got an athletic team like we do, you know, you look at you got Casey and Robert in the middle, probably the quickest double play duo that Coach Van Horn's ever had in probably Arkansas Razorback baseball history. Uh, Nesbitt and Austin at the corners, they're interchangeable. That is really beneficial for the Razorbacks because they can plug in if somebody goes down or is, you know gets in a slump or whatever. Uh, they can plug and pull any any of those guys and they don't lose athleticism and then of course the outfield as well you got Gunn and Wright and Heston Kerstad he had a lot more assists last year uh, he's more comfortable out there you got a senior uh, in Braden Webb in left field he came from Juco Grayson Community College uh, and then Christian Franklin who we expect to be a year older a year wiser a year better so it's a very athletic team and it's going to play right into the hands of the Razorbacks yeah I think it, it, it's going to go well I'm interested to watch Franklin in center. I mean, he did so well in left last year. Um, you know, and of course, Kerstad's always been fun to watch and ride. His, his, he he kind of continues to grow into his body, it looks like, a little bit. He kind of looks goofy running around out there. But he's deceptively fast, and he's got a heck of an arm. Yeah, so. you know, he's 6'3", and when Coach Van Horn and Tony Vitello recruited him before Coach Thompson got there. He was 5'10", 5'11", right. 155, and now he's you know pro body at 6'3", hit 5'45", or something ridiculous for the mm -hmm. U.S. Olympic team last summer. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him. He was recently named by D1 Baseball as the top outfielder in the nation. Yeah. Well, as we get into the pitching staff, we'll let uh, we'll listen to a little bit of Dave Van Horn's press conference from yesterday uh, talking about Adams. He was asked about Blake Adams and how he fits into that Sunday role. Uh, we've seen him throw, like I've said a couple of times, a lot of strikes. 
Yeah, I don't know if he walked anyone all fall. I think he's walked one or two in his three outings, you know, this early early spring. So um, first two outings of spring, he did real well. Uh, the last outing, you know, I stacked it, pretty much put the starting team against guys that were going to start. And he had a rough first inning or two. And then after that, he really settled in and did a nice job. So, uh, you know, we've got – we just want to make sure that we've got older guys in the bullpen this first weekend for sure. Who starts out as your closer? You know, it's uh, that's a real good question. Uh, we're we're going to still do that. You know, we'll, we'll play that role, the, the closer role by committee right now. Uh you know, Vermillion is still coming back from that little hamstring issue. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that might be able to get it, but he's not 100% yet. So, I mean, like I said, it, it could be cops, uh, trash. Depends on the score. We could use them 7th, 8th, and ninth, and just try to finish it up. We'll just we'll see how it goes. So a name that, that I haven't heard Van Horn use a lot, I know that everybody's excited about Zeb and, of course, the name's cool to say, and he's a big guy. But, um, you know, Jacob Burton is a guy that you've not heard a lot about. What's the story with Jacob right now? You know, Jacob really struggled with his command and control last year. He can run it up there 97, 98 miles per hour, which is probably tops on the team. But if you can't throw strikes, you can't pitch for Coach Van Horn and Coach Hobbs. Uh, they're really – wanting to stress that importance of that this season. So Jacob has gotten a lot better at that. You know, he got some innings last year, so he's he's going to be a contributor. And the big thing is in the SEC on Friday night, you're getting everybody's ace. So it's going to be a close game more than not. And if you have to run your closer out there like we did Matt Cronin last year for, you know, more than three outs, there's a good chance you won't be able to use him on Sunday. So getting guys experience early in the season in that role – will benefit us later in the season. We talked about last year, Jacob Kostyshock started game three, went five innings. Uh, Kosti, you know, runs it up there in mid-upper 90s, uh, was a back-end guy that set up Cronin last year, you know, towards the end of the season in conference play. So uh, getting guys with experience early on in pressure situations is just going to benefit us. Look at Elijah Trest, Caden Monk. Those are a couple other guys to look out for in the bullpen, as well as the older guys like Ramage and Kevin Copps. Yeah, Ramage seems to be that – he's going to be kind of that do-everything guy. He's going to kind of fit just about any, everywhere. Um, another guy that Van Horn mentioned a little bit yesterday, and I don't know how much you how much info you have on him, is Zach Morris. Um, and, and, and his, you know, he seems to be gaining a lot of traction right now. As yeah. Well. Love, love Zach. You know, he's a, he's a Cabot product. He's a homegrown talent and I've known Zach since he was 13, you know, him and his dad, we, we played against each other, uh, back in the day and all the way up through U trip baseball and got to watch Zach grow up. He's going to be low nineties, a lot of movement, arm side run on his fastball. He's really developed a really good curveball. So expect him. Another one to watch out for is Peyton Paulette. Peyton could probably be a starter, uh, but you know, a little bitty Peyton, so athletic, played shortstop for Benton in third base, uh, but grew up and he went on the field doing backflips. So they just give you a little bit of the athleticism that his pitching staff along with the lineup has that Peyton's going to be able to go out there, run it up 93, 94, and get outs. That's the big thing. And his his curveball, it's a 12-6. The spin rate is about 3,100. And for, you know, oh. amateur baseball fans, you talk about spin rate, you know, the higher the spin rate, 
the more velocity that you'll eventually get. So there's a lot more to get in the tank right there. It's a really tight spin. You can't really pick it up, and hitters have a really hard time hitting off Peyton this you know preseason. You think you'll have any? You think you'll get in the mix in some midweek games, some starts there? Definitely. When we projected the Razorbacks a couple of weeks ago on our first podcast when I joined y'all, talked about Blake Adams starting out in the weekend, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did get you know, the week, the third role, the third starter position. But, yeah, Peyton will eat up some innings. But it'll be really good to get everybody some work this weekend. Right, absolutely. They're they're stuck on that pitch count. The starters will go 75 pitches, and hopefully they can get through five innings on that and then get the younger guys some work. So just as we we wrap up with with the Hogs for this weekend, what exactly do you think – what are you looking for out of this team this weekend? Obviously, opening weekend, weather's going to be not exactly baseball weather – um, but, but uh, you know, what are we looking for out of this team and what's your prediction for this series? You know, I think the Hogs will sweep it. You know, last year we jumped out, won the first game 15-7, to seven, then 12-3, to three, and then faced a little adversity with a come-from-behind win in game three for the sweep. But I think they'll take care of business this weekend. The most important thing I'm looking for is progression. You look at Casey Martin. Casey is Casey. You know, he's been the same kid, uh, but he firmly believes that he's, he's put in the work this offseason, preseason, to where he's going to be a lot more disciplined at the plate. He's going to slow the game down in his head, his feet, make fewer throwing errors. Uh, and then Christian Franklin, Robert Moore, you know, some of those new guys uh, and returners that just watching them grow year over year, that's going to be really exciting to watch this team blossom in front of us. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be right here in my uh, my little studio office toy room, as you can tell. Uh, uh, we'll have that game on. I'll have that game on. The, it'll be on SEC Plus, SEC Network Plus. So um, everything's televised this year. I don't know, other than I guess maybe the game at Dickie Stevens may be the only game. We yeah, that's the only one that they don't televise. So, yeah. So, well, everybody should show up at that one anyway. <laughs> So moving on to UCA, man, UCA returns uh, a lot of lot of hype there at UCA. Uh, coming off a big season last year, just missed an opportunity to get to the College World Series. Uh, picked to finish second in the Southland Conference baseball preseason poll. Uh, five conference All Americans to start the year. Uh, let's talk a little bit about UCA and what we can expect from them this weekend. Yeah, talking to Coach Gum earlier, you know, this year, he was really excited about this team. Noah Cameron was a freshman All-American last year. Uh, he's a left-handed pitcher. He'll be their Friday night guy. Had, you know, 91 strikeouts and 94 innings pitched. Uh, Gavin Stone will probably be their highest draft pick after this season. Uh, he's a back-end guy. Was 4-3 and three with a 1.5 ERA. Uh, had 58 strikeouts and only 11 walks. He's going to be their – Jack of all trades, short guy, uh, really set up Connor Williams, who's upper 80s, has a nasty split finger fastball. Uh, He's probably going to be their closer. And then you got Mark Moyer, who's out of Russellville. He was on their 2014 state title team. Mark's really going to eat up some innings for them. And then you got Nathan Sadigal from Washington. He's one of the best receiving catchers that UCA has ever had. And that's a lot of praise coming from Coach Gum. But looking at the pitching staff, that's where really going to carry the Bears this season. Coach Nick Harlan has done a really good job with this pitching staff over the last few years. Last year, they ranked second nationally in walks per nine inning, and they were fourth in their strikeout to walk ratio. So look for the pitching staff to carry them. And then they got some really veteran guys in the lineup. You know, they were 19 and 11 last year in the South which was second in the regular season and then were they were a bad hop away from winning the conference tournament and getting back into the NCAAs so I think they can get over that hump get into the tournament and make some noise like they did a few years ago when they 
got to the regional final against Mississippi State. Uh, so if you're out in Conway in that area, midweek games, they play Oklahoma State. Uh, they play some other Power 5 teams. And Coach Gum is not afraid of these guys. And the Power 5 teams respect UCA for that. Uh, so if you're in Conway, you, you get to watch some really good baseball. Yeah, and if you, if you can't make it to Fayetteville this weekend – you know, UCA opens with a pretty familiar Arkansas foe this weekend in Missouri State, so most Arkansas fans are really familiar with what Missouri State brings to the table. Yeah, they were a little down last year. They were only 20-36, and 36, but Missouri State is a traditional powerhouse, especially coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference. So, yeah, get up there, and it'll be the Battle of the Bears. That's right, absolutely. Should be, should be a good series. What do you expect there? I, th- I think UCA will take it. You know, with that front-line pitching staff and Cameron going out on Friday night, he's going to – fill the role that Cody Davenport, who's in the Royals organization this year, uh, he's going to fill that role. I think they'll at least take two out of three, if not a, a sweep on this one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, get up to Conway if you get a chance and then check out that ball club as well. A lot of good baseball in the state this weekend. So tell us where to find you uh, since we're, we're all new here. Um, tell us where to find you on Twitter and, and how to follow you on social media. Oh, yeah. Um, really active on Twitter. I try to get out to as many baseball games as I can outside of uh, doing some marketing for KTV Channel 7. Uh, but it's Coach Cabo 21. It's Coach Cabo 21 on Twitter. And then on Facebook as well, it's Kevin Bohannon. Okay, awesome. And you can find me at Steve underscore NSS. Of course, our, uh, our Twitter page for the, for the podcast is at Inside State. And uh, you can find all of our natural state sports stuff by just searching natural state sports on, on Google. Um, and of course, make sure on the podcast that you sign up, that you subscribe, uh, follow us, leave us a, leave us a review and share this thing so we can get, get this baseball information out to more and more folks. So let's move on to UALR. Coach Curry seems to have things rolling uh, coming into this year. They, you know, they, they finished off last year pretty hot, get a, get a uh, big win over Arkansas last year in that first ever matchup. Um, you know, f- lost in the quarterfinals in the Sun Belt tournament, but a lot of a lot of excitement around the UALR program this year as well. Yeah, everybody is the players that they bring in. They, they've bought into the philosophy that they're doing. Um, they take a little bit different approach in how they recruit and bring players to campus. Uh, they look for needs that's. Sp- specific positions and not really just going after the athletes that they think they can get. Uh, So they're really focused on if there's a JUCO guy, no matter where he's from, if there's a high school freshman that they feel that can really fit their need, uh, they're really smart about it and how they approach recruiting. And it's really neat to see how those guys gel. You know, you take some older guys that are 21, 22 maybe uh, with guys that are just out of high school. Uh, You look at Hayden Arnold. He's from Watson Chapel. He's going to be their Friday night guy. Uh, Hayden is he's an old fogey by now. He's been on the campus three years and he's going to be the ace of the staff and he's a tough Friday night matchup. He's 6'3". He's going to pound the strike zone, uh, be in the low 90s. Jose Torres is a guy that returns with experience. I believe he's a senior. Uh, They said that he could work out of the bullpen as well, but then you got guys like like Aaron Funk, he's experienced. Eli Sievert, Cal Beardsley has he's throws from the left side and has starter stuff, but will probably come out of the bullpen. Uh, the closer candidate is Dylan Delgadillo. He's a high three quarter guy, high eighties, low nineties, really hard slider. And the thing about Dylan is he makes hitters really uncomfortable. And then you got freshmen like Eric McKnight, and then right handed pitcher Keegan Westbrook that are going to add some depth on the mound as well. The big guy in the lineup to look out for this season is catcher Kale Imshoff. He missed twenty nineteen with an injury but coach Noah Sanders said he's the best catcher that they've had in a while Wow! and you know that's saying a lot because coach Curry coaches the catchers he's really you know stickler for the way he wants things done Kale is really good with the bat in addition to how he handles the pitching staff 
He's 6'2", 225, so he's really durable back there. Looks a lot like James McCann. And Coach Curry was on the Arkansas staff when you know James was at Fayetteville. So uh, there's a lot of comparison there. And he's really good with the bat in addition to his defense. So it he could be one of the highest-drafted Trojans since Ryan Scott went in the 10th round a few years back. Uh, they've got some experience like Nathan Lyons from Bentonville, Garrett Scott, Kenny Rodriguez, and then Eldridge Figueroa in center field. So they're really solid up the middle. And that's how you start with – developing a really good baseball program is if you're always solid up the middle, you got a chance every season to compete for a conference title. Well, their schedule definitely doesn't do them any favors. I think they got six, uh, six teams that made the NCAA tournament tournament last year, uh, including Arkansas. who was a college world series participant and they opened the year against Illinois state, a team that took Louisville to the, to the, to the ropes in a regional last year. So, uh, against Illinois state. So, um, what, what can we expect from this matchup with Illinois State? Yeah, Illinois State, they're going to bring in a really good veteran ball club. I, I think ULR having them at home gives them a little bit of advantage in the experience of the pitching staff. I think the Trojans will take two out of three this weekend, Steve. And if you look at, like you were talking about the ULR schedule, uh, they're the only team in state that plays all four other D1 programs. So it's really you know, a good selling point for the Trojans is, hey, you're not only going to play everybody in state, but you're going to play guys like Ole Miss – Oklahoma State, all these other Power Five schools. So uh, they've built the program the way they wanted to do it, and everybody's buying in, and it's a lot of fun over there off the university right now for the Trojans. Yeah, and get out again this weekend, and, you know, Gary Hogan Field's a great place to watch baseball. And uh, so if you get a chance, get out, at least catch a game out there this weekend, support the Trojans. So we're going to move on a little bit now to uh, Arkansas State. Um, man, Arkansas State seems to be a tough, tough program to find information on online. So I know they got a lot of Arkansas connections on that lineup. So let's talk a little Arkansas State and, and what to expect from them this weekend. Yeah, Steve, the Red Bulls started out really hot last year. They were they swept a couple of conference series and then all of a sudden kind of went downhill and they really dealt with some adversity and injuries and the players weren't, you know, really in good shape. So talking to coach Rick Guarno this season, you know, before they started out, he told me that everybody is in really good shape. You talk about Zach Jackson, who is from Bryant, Arkansas. He was a Razorback signee before, before he went to Crowder College and then ended up at Arkansas State. He's going to be the ace of the staff. He's a true Friday night guy. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life. Colin Stone is from Riverside. He came from Mineral Area Community College. It's his second stint. It's really neat looking at this Red Wolf roster that a lot of kids that were there at the beginning weren't really ready, went off to community college, and they're coming back to Jonesboro because they believe in what the Red Wolves are doing. So it's really neat. Jack Jumper from Benton, he's a closer with a Bulldog mentality. He had a sub-2 ERA last season. And then you got Zach Gerard. he's a slinker slider guy. And you got a guy that throws a lot of sinkers. And there's always moving on the ball, so you never know where it's going to go. But he does a really good job of controlling it. Uh, you got Chase Nix, he's going to be a left-handed pitcher. Going to be a really good matchup for teams that are heavy in their left-handed lineup. And then you got Jesse Kutz could add some if he develops in the season. Looking at their position, guys, Colin Ray is a good offensive catcher, but they did get a catcher out of uh, Bishop Kelly in Oklahoma that's going to be really good. Uh, Parker Rowland, he's from Owasso. He's a switch hitting catcher. So they're really deep behind the plate. So you got a freshman that can come in and learn from a guy that's been in the program for three years. So they're really not going to have any problem with who's ever back there. And then they got Colton Nix from Benton, uh, Liam Hicks, 
Ben Klutz is a plus defender over at third base. He could be a middle-of-order guy. Jalen DeSager from Pine Bluff. And then the the spark that makes the motor go for the Red Wolves is Drew Tipton from Bryant. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior. He won an off-field award the other day for community service. Uh, patronage in the Jonesboro area, I believe, yesterday. Uh, so look for Drew to really lead the Red Wolves. And then D.H. Tyler Schuyler Culver, he's from Mountain Home, pure hitter, hit 316 last year with nine home runs. And after the season, he was disappointed. He's that type of guy. He's really talented, and he could be a really high draft pick for the Red Wolves coming out of the 2020 season. Well, you listen to that ro- that, that roster of guys, and, I mean, they – they come from a lot of really, really highly respected baseball programs. I mean, Owasso there in Oklahoma is a really, really good baseball program. So, uh, you know, a lot of excitement in Jonesboro there for the baseball program as well. They they opened with Stephen F. Austin this weekend. Uh, pretty decent matchup. Uh, looks like you could find most of that online. Um, any expectations you've got with, with how that series plays out? Uh, having Zach Jackson on Friday night, it's almost a chalk it up to a guaranteed win. He, he is, you know, he came after Blaine Knight at Bryant. So you had – Blaine Knight, Zach Jackson, Evan Lee, who's in the Washington Nationals program right now. So they'll at least win two out of three, I believe. You know, Stephen F. Austin was 16 and 14 in the Southland last year, same conference as UCA. Uh, but the Red Wolves, I think, are going to have a little too much. And it's really good to see a lot of homegrown talent making its way to Jonesboro. I believe there are six or seven in the 2020 class they've already signed. And then they already have seven in the 21 class as well. So they're getting a lot of homegrown talent uh, that might not – Go to Arkansas. Jaden Wilbright from Benton is a senior this year at Benton. He's already been up to 90-92, was the MVP out at the MLK National Championship in Arizona last month. So guys like that that Arkansas passes up on are finding their way to Jonesboro, and I think it's going to be really good for the program. Yeah, again, the, the, the state of baseball in this in the state of Arkansas is extremely, extremely bright. It's We've got a lot of good baseball being played, so – Get out if you get a chance. Make sure you don't 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 miss your opportunity. You know this weekend obviously picks up big time with with college ball. So most of these games are very inexpensive, easy to take the whole family to. So you get a nice day on Saturday. Looks like could be the nicest of the weekend. Get out and take your opportunity to catch some baseball. It's only going to get better, and the crowds will get bigger as we go. So uh, that that's going to about do it for us. Um, I did want to ask you though. So did you get a chance this morning to watch any of the Astros apology tour? Oh man. Uh, they've had two or three weeks to get this right. Oh, it was brutal. And I've been an Astros fan since 86, 87, like we talked about before when they had Nolan Ryan and Mike Scott. First ever baseball game I went to was in the Astrodome, and they played Mike Schmidt and the Phillies. <laughs> Sitting in center field, Nolan Ryan hit him right between the two and the zero in the back, and you heard it all the way out there. So I've been an Astros fan since I was a kid, and to watch the watch the organization – you know, mess this up so bad. It it's sad for baseball. And then you got Rob Manfred that's trying to change up rules and you have all, the, yeah. the pitcher rule now where you oh. gotta face three batters or, or at the yeah. end of an inning. Jerry Weinstein that's a, been in the Colorado's Rockies organization came out last night and he said managers will figure out a way around this, you know, if you got a matchup where you got a lefty you want to bring him in against some left handed bats. If you get the previous batter O two, one two bring that lefty in to get that last out, and then you're guaranteed that matchup, and he might only have to go one more hitter past that matchup instead of two. So managers will adjust like they always do. Uh, the game evolves, but it's it's becoming just – he's trying to commercialize and make it too corporate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens with that whole scenario. Appreciate you joining me, man. It's been a good time. Uh, until next week, guys, make sure, you, make sure you like, share, subscribe, find us on social media. And uh, until next week – 
go watch some baseball this weekend and enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Steve. And uh, we'll, we'll see the fans out the ballpark this spring. All righty. Have a good one. Play ball. Thank you.